it's Vanessa Garrity from Beyond the Room. I'm here today at the Insight Study event in York looking at complex trauma and identifying future research priorities. I'm here at the moment with the retreat team who've led on some of the engagement research behind the study and we've heard a really interesting presentation from them this morning. So I'm just going to let, you, let them both introduce themselves. Hi, my name's Emily Herbert. Um, I'm the service user and carer involvement lead at the retreat in York. Um, I have lived experience, so it was a real privilege to be part of this um, research. Hi, my name's Iram Shah. I'm a consultant psychotherapist at the retreat and a specialist in complex trauma and personality disorder. Lovely. So, um, just for people who are listening online who don't know anything about the work that you've been doing, could you just explain to us um, what your involvement's been with this study and why you've got involved with it? Um, yeah, so we just um, thought it was really important to make sure that the people using services who have complex trauma are involved in the process of research. Um, so we basically took what had been done um, by the researchers and ask them to consult and kind of share their ideas and feedback on it. One of the important things about research is that often service users are involved in the latter parties, parts of the research or after the research has been published um, and often there's a lot of criticism about how the research has been done. We thought this was really important um, to get people in on the ground at the start because today, for example, we're looking at prioritisation and which part of the research we're going to prioritise. And it's better for service users to have a say from the very start because then they'll be leading the agenda rather than commenting on the agenda that's been set by professionals. Um, so really we were very um, keen to do this work um, and so we were really happy to have presented today. Yeah. And how easy have you found it involving people in the research? It's definitely been a challenge and a learning curve. Um, obviously, people with complex trauma, um, they're sometimes classified as hard to reach. They might not be engaging with services, in which case, how do you, f how do you access them? Or if they are, their mental health might be fluctuating on a day-to-day um, -day or hour-to-hour -hour basis. So it was really important to be just as flexible as we could um, and also the other issue was that not everyone with complex trauma identifies as having complex trauma. So um, that's that's a, a difficulty from the outset, really. Yes, yeah, so one of the first things we had to do was explain what complex trauma is, and um, they maybe said a little bit about how their experiences fit into that. So we knew that we were talking to the right people, and that's a tricky exercise in itself because you don't want to re-traumatise people but you don't want to be so careful that you're not actually getting the information that you need from people as well. So it was a precarious exercise, and we did it together in partnership with somebody with clinical expertise and service user with lived experience expertise, um, and that combination worked really well for us. Where have you drawn the, um, the sort of population of people that you've asked? Has that been from people who've been accessing services at the retreat or has that been a wider thing? How have you gone about that? We thought um, that given the amount of people in mental health services um, that have a history of trauma, we thought it would be a reasonable assumption to make that people in those services um, might 
be eligible for you know this criteria um, so we approached um, the retreat York um, two of the units where we work and um, they specialize in complex trauma and um, disordered eating personality disorders um, and also an organization called Launchpad in Newcastle um, which Iran will say a little bit more about Launchpad is a service user organisation very well known in Newcastle for um, putting forward the views of service users about services, so they have a strong voice up in that area in the northeast. We wanted to be able to get people and capture people who are in services um, and who are re using services and still maybe partly in, in some of the diff difficulties that they have. So we get people who know what it's like now to access and use services. Um, we are planning to um, meet with more people from more organisations that we've got lined up. And if anybody is interested actually in giving their views, um, if they can contact us through the INSAC research team at York University, we'll be very happy to come and talk to your groups, um, to your teams or groups of service users, because we want to get as many views as possible um, so that we can make this research um, an integral part of the INSAC team um, results um, when it's published. That's great. So if you're listening online and you're keen to get involved in that research, there's an invitation and you can um, you can find the Insight team online or contact myself, Vanessa L. Garrity, on Twitter and I'll refer you to the right people. I'm interested in knowing what have been the main findings from, from your research so far? What have people been saying? Um, one of the main things is that there was quite a big um, gender imbalance in some of the studies that um, some of the clients that we spoke to felt that a lot of trauma happens to women yet a lot of the research was about kind of um, men in um, the armed forces and things like that so I thought that was quite a big theme. I think the one of the other findings is that there's whole groups of people who possibly been diagnosed with other diagnoses like personality disorder or imprisoned services or other kind of services or drug and alcohol services who traditionally aren't in mental health services um, but they have got complex trauma underneath um, and that's the, been the, um, the basis of some of their problems. So there are whole groups of people that may be missing um, and this is very early days this research and w when we find gaps it's been really good that actually that we can um, put forward the, the idea about what those gaps are and make sure that we address those in the latest research, hopefully. On the other thing that people have said is that therapeutic relationship is really important. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the therapies, um, it's taking that humanistic kind of approach. So um, it's not just about doing EMDR with people, although EMDR is a good therapy, it's about that wraparound service that people have and the kind of social support that they have before and after therapy. Um, but also the therapeutic relationship with whoever their therapist is, is as important as the modality of the therapy. What have your reflections been from today, and um, particularly um, some of what we've just discussed at the end, which has been around um, voting for people's priorities for future research areas? Well, the thing that's most excited me, really, is that the top priorities, as things stand, it might change, um, are the importance of having peer researchers um, and kind of listening to the experiences of people that are going through complex trauma. Um, so I really like how the, the research is going 
towards kind of its applications in the real world. Yes, it's been lovely for me to see how open York University is um, to, to a reflective process um, and to some of the challenges that we've put to them. Um, and the idea of a peer research running alongside this kind of research um, is a very strong idea um, and I hope that we'll be here to develop that. Thank you.